Welcome to Meg Talks, the Move with Meg podcast. I'm Megan Kerrigan, and I'll be sharing ideas on how you can become a more consistent and confident dancer that understands your body and mind. Hello, and welcome to another podcast of Meg Talks, an Irish dance podcast with me, Megan Kerrigan, a world champion Irish dancer turned Move With Meg, uh, a fitness movement specialist for Irish dancers specifically. And do I love my job. This episode is going to be talking about my thoughts on the All-Ireland Championships that I attended last week, the CLRG All-Ireland Championships. It was in Killarney. And I'm just going to talk through the things that I noticed, the things that I enjoyed, the things that I saw people missing at a major, and then give you a little bit of an insight into how you can avoid doing these before the World Championships, which the CLRG is in just over four weeks now. And the same I know for Kogal. I'm not so sure about the dates, especially for CRN and CRDN and any other organizations. So if your World Championships is coming up too, then listen up because the points that I'm going to make in here will be valuable for any big competition that you are going to be competing at. Let me just have a little sip of my coffee. First of all, let me tell you about my ordeal on the way home, you guys. We went to the All-Islands on the Monday, arrived for the whole of Monday, and then Friday we were leaving. Our flight was at 3 p.m. I was looking forward to not having to set an alarm to get up on the Friday morning and get into the fish. So myself and Annabelle had a little cup of tea in bed and we went to sleep that night and we were thinking, this is fantastic, a Friday morning without an alarm, especially because we're up so early for work usually. And then I woke up in the middle of the night with a vomiting bug, which was not very pleasant. Annabelle slept through it all, which was delightful. She was shocked to find out about it when she woke up in the morning. But I had to then get home. I know, sorry, this is probably too much information. But travel from my hotel to the airport, then fly home from Ireland to Manchester and then drive from Manchester to Birmingham, which is about a two-hour drive, all with this sickness bug. It really wasn't pleasant. But you know when you want to click your fingers and be at home in your own bed? Oh, my goodness me. I made it anyway. And I heard a lot of dancers sort of, got a little bit of the sickness book too. So I hope you're all feeling better. So the key things that I want to talk about today then are number one, I know that dancers think they're prepared in turning up to a major competition, but there is another level of preparation that you probably don't even realize is vital for you to be able to rock up on that fesh day, on that big fesh day especially, and absolutely smash your best. So I've actually spoken with a couple of dancers, and I know Annabelle has too, since the All-Islands, where they thought they were prepared. They thought they had everything organized. They thought they knew what they were doing. They thought they knew the plan. But actually, when it came to the dance day, they didn't have it mapped out. They hadn't communicated it maybe with their family. So what I want to highlight here is planning and preparing comes down to a finer, finer detail than you would ever imagine. And I know that because that's what worked for me when I was competing at a top level for world titles, for All-Island titles. And I know that this is what separates because from listening to 
so many different podcasts, the high performance podcast specifically, of people that are high performers in all sports, in business, in things that don't actually relate to sports or dancing at all. All high performers actually talk about having this next level of preparation, this next level of, I know that bottom line, everything is ready and I just have to turn up and do what I can do on the day, which is what you know you can do, which is dance your best. So we have to make sure that we are prepared to that fine, fine, fine detail. And I am going to be going through this on a live Zoom with our World Sprint dancers. So if you haven't got the World Sprint package yet, I'm going through this on the 6th of March on Zoom. You can ask questions. It will be a full actually sit and do this. So you know that's the 6th of March. Your World Championship Dance Day might not be till the end of that month. But if we sit and do that together, you can tweak it a little bit. You can share it with whoever's going to be involved. You can plan your makeup then around it maybe or plan your warm-ups around it or book your mindset session in with Annabelle at the Move With Meg store the night before because you know that that's going to help. We're going to plan it, your world's day, to within an inch of its life. And that will mean that you are ready. And we don't get you then coming to us after the world saying, I thought I was prepared. I forgot about this and I didn't think about that. We're going to have it all done for you done with you on that Zoom. So if you don't have the World Sprint already, get it. And if you did do the All Islands one, you'll know a little bit more already about how we go about doing this together. So we're going to go through that together. That's definitely one thing that I saw. Another thing that I saw was like the big, big stage. So the All Islands, I actually, I've been there so many times. I was there last year. I've performed at it and danced at it and competed at it so many times. I've been on that stage so many times, yet I still got shocked at the size of it. And I think more importantly for um, little legs, so for the younger age groups earlier in the week, I noticed that it was quite difficult, not difficult, but it is a big space to cover. And I think, number one, dancers aren't used to dancing on a stage that size. And then what happens is, People have adrenaline and nerves and all of these things as well. And I know no matter what you say, you will try more and put more in on dance day at a fesh rather than doing it at class. And I know that sounds ridiculous because I know we put it all in, but our all is just more on fesh day. It just naturally is. It's like on a race day, you're faster or you start off faster at least. So factoring all these things what I saw was dancers getting very tired in those last steps and I think that is something that really stood out to me I've spoken before to dancers that I work with about if your fitness level is up there you're already creeping up spaces and places because you might not be the most turned out crossed over not with the best posture not with all these things naturally, but if you can hold your best from the start until the end, you will already creep up past the people that maybe have gorgeous turnout at the start, but absolutely fall to pieces because they're tired at the end. So fitness is something that everybody can achieve, yet so many dancers fail at it because it's not pleasant to train. It's not pleasant doing the cardio, doing the stamina, 
doing the week in, week out classes with us in the gold club, doing the week in, week out stamina classes at dancing, doing the sprint sessions on the bike instead of running because you don't want to have too much impact on the body. So I understand why it is poor amongst Irish dancers, but if you really, really want to be better, you've got four weeks. You can make such a difference to that fitness if you really focus on that now. And that will already start creeping you up some places for your next major, even if that isn't the world's in a couple of weeks. But yeah, that's something I really saw. It also might be down to people's lack of warm-up. Now, I've spoken about this, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but your warm-up is vital. Vital. Now, how many of you listening, or moms or teachers, know dancers or know that you turn up at a fesh and you just don't want to waste your energy, and I'm doing my little quotation mark fingers right now, don't want to waste your energy before you perform on the stage. So you go to the practice area, you do a bit of stretching, you do a little bit of jogging on the spot, you swing your legs about, your teacher comes maybe, you dance through, okay, dance through the lead around or the first step, depending on where you're from, dance through the next step, dance through the next step, okay, perfect, you're good, you're warm, are you warm? Yeah, we're good to go. Then you go on the stage and you can't get that best out of you in that first performance, in that first dance. How many of you right now listening are thinking, oh my gosh, that's me, that's me, that's me. Yeah, I hear you, I hear you guys, I see you looking around. So many of us, and it was me, it 100% was me. My teachers used to be like, I just don't understand why you can't dance your first round like you do in class. And I'm about to tell you why, because when do you dance your best? Is it the first dance you do at class? Is it about halfway through, maybe an hour in, depending on how long your classes are? Is it right at the end? For me, my best was right at the end. I wasn't too tired, in quotation marks, to dance my best at the very end of a three-hour dance class, sometimes four-hour. But what I was was fully warmed up. Now, each dancer there is going to have a different level of what they need to be warm-wise. But I know, scientifically, if you haven't blasted out a full dance, got the blood pump into all those key areas of your body and knowing that it needs to do it consistently for the full length of a dance, you have no chance of dancing that first round like you can do at class, like we have seen your best. Warm-up is vital. And in the goal club, we have a warm-up that you can literally follow through. It does all of the above. It takes you through your movement patterns to warm the right areas up. It tells you to go away and do a full dance. It then tells you to go find your teacher and do your steps or whatever you do. It then brings you back and then it tells you also, it's a video of me. I then tell you what you need to be doing to keep yourself warm between now and actually walking onto the stage. Because let's face it, at a big competition, when you warm up with your teachers and then when you actually step foot on your stage, might be an hour and a half difference. Yeah. There might be two hours between your rounds where you actually need to go and really fully warm up like it's the start of the day again. Really vital for being able to perform your best at these big competitions. And it is definitely something that I saw missing at the All Islands. Don't let something silly as to not warming up correctly stop you from performing your best and achieving your best at the Worlds or at another big competition. As I say, 
That warm-up is in our Gold Club. You can sign up to that. It's £35 a month with free cancellation whenever. But you also, if you're going to get the World Sprint, you get 12 weeks included of the Gold Club. So if you got the World Sprint, you'll get all the stuff for the world as well as 12 weeks of the Gold Club. So you'll get your warm-up there for the world anyway. Another thing then I saw, and maybe this was something I just was a bit more aware of this year, the importance of looking the part. The importance of walking out, being confident. The importance of that first initial step on the stage where either your chin's up or your chin's down. I can tell someone believes in themselves from the second they walk on that stage or they even point their toe. Now, if you don't believe in yourself, how do you expect a judge to? How do you expect a judge to th- think, oh, she loves dancing. Look at her, she's really enjoying herself. If you're not smiling, you've got your chin down and your shoulders sort of hunched a little bit, you're not confident with each step you take, even when you're walking. The walk on, the walk off, it's all part of the performance. The makeup, the dress, how you feel inside is all part of the performance. I spoke about this before the All Islands, but what used to work for me was like embodying someone else. I used to pretend to be Kira Sexton, who was my idol. I used to pretend to be her. So I'd be side stage, shaking my legs, shaking my legs, shoulders back, right? How would Kira Sexton walk on? Deep breath, chin up and walk on pretending to be her. Yeah? Can we sort of see and feel how that almost takes shape? Practice it. Do it at home. Video yourself walking out. We'll get mom to. We'll get dancing teacher to. We'll get your friend to. Walk out just as normal and then go off and do it again. But pretend to be your biggest competition idol. And then see the difference. That is the difference we're looking for on the stage. It's huge and it is vital. It is so, so important that we see that confidence. Also the importance of like looking the part in terms of wig, makeup. I very much before the All Islands there, I I understand that you have to look the part, but I'm very much a, no, if you dance good, then your dancing is good and that's that. But... What I can say is, wigs moving, bouncing around, you get distracted. You don't want that judge to be distracted from seeing all the hard work you've put in. Just because your wigs bouncing up and down a little bit, your face is too pale. So actually, I'm drawn to the fact that you look a little bit unwell and I'm thinking, is she going to be okay? Rather than looking at all the hard work that you've done, we find ourselves distracted very easily. We're human. The judges are human. Give them no distractions. Legs, a good tan colour. Face, a good colour. Um, all these key things. Wig, flipped in. Make sure your number doesn't fall off. Make sure your socks are glued up. Any little thing that moves, that distracts the judge from looking at your hard work is actually doing yourself a disservice. You've put all this work in. You've put all this energy in. Your parents have got you there. Your guardians have got you there. You've traveled far. You've put so much in to turning up and being your absolute best today. You're going to let some bit of sock glue or a lack of sock glue let you down. Or you're going to let a dodgy eyelash that's flicking off during the middle of your let you down. Don't let those silly, silly things make an impact on the day. And that is where the importance of looking the part really, really took over for me at the All Islands too. So again... We have something for this. So on the 27th of February, Ellie May is going to be doing sort of a makeup Zoom 
where she's going to be teaching about sort of application, but also about if you're getting your makeup applied by somebody else, how you need to have your face when you turn up. What's best? Don't ask for pink. Like she's going to just talk through everything. So you have the best knowledge of, right, I need to do this, this, and this. That's going to then help with moving on to your preparation and prepping and planning your fesh day with me a couple the week later. So can we see how these all line up? You'll have that with her. And then once you've had that, you'll be able to think, okay, I want my makeup done, but I shouldn't have it this early because I need to, blah, blah, blah. And then we'll plan the full day and then you can go straight after that and book whatever appointments you want. Or if you're doing it yourself, you'll know the things that you need. You'll know the colors that you shouldn't be wearing, should be wearing. You'll know what stands out. You'll know if it looks too dark, it's probably right. These little hints and tricks that only these people will know because they do it all the time and it's their job are going to be so valuable for you. Don't let something so small as not looking the part on the day let you down after all the hard work. And then I want to finish off with a few of my favorite moments because I feel like I've just been ranting and saying, this is what I saw people not do, not do, not do, not do. I want to go in and tell you about three favorite moments. So my first one, And this sounds like a bit of a backwards one, but I think this is actually just showing really, really the true, the true relationship that a dance teacher and a dancer should have. So my gorgeous client, Roisin, has been working with us at Move With Meg for a very long time now. I don't even know how long, but a long time since like just after lockdown. And she has improved hugely. She's had a bit of a few ups and downs where she's peaked and then troughed a little and then peaked and she was really at a peak. Wow, she danced incredibly at the All Islands. Like my jaw was on the floor. I'd only seen her dance a couple of weeks before that. And the difference even in that time, we'd been working on a few specific things. They were put right. It was so exciting to see. And she was the very, very last set dance on the stage. So she danced two fantastic rounds. We'd had a brilliant day. Confidence was there. Positivity was there. Like she just was herself fully. And it was so good to see. And then she had a little bit of a stick on the floor. So her foot got a bit stuck on the floor in the set dance. She got thrown off a little bit. And we just all knew deep down she was going to be so disappointed because she'd been working so hard. Everything was going so well. And it wasn't her fault either. These things happen to everybody. But the bit that really, really stood out for me and the bit that made this my favorite moment was her teachers were obviously absolutely gutted and devastated too. They didn't walk out of the hall and think, oh, well, she's blown it. One of the teachers was backstage before Roisin had even got time to come down from the stage. She was right there for her, knowing she'd be disappointed, knowing she'd be upset, knowing she'd be frustrated, knowing she'd have a lot of emotions. And she was there to give her the biggest hug and say, it's all right, I'm here for you. I'm upset too. We can be upset together, we can be annoyed together, we can be frustrated together. But they were there together. And I think... That really, really hit me because that was something I really struggled with. And I've spoken a little bit about going to therapy and dancing being one of the main things that sort of came up as what has formed my personality, which we wouldn't be surprised at because obviously I danced for such a long period of time and it was such a big and is such a big part of my life. But one of the key triggers for me was the same thing happened. I'd worked really hard and danced really well. I was trying to win the world this year and I tripped in my set dance, but one of the massive triggers for my emotional regulation now as an adult is that nobody came to find me. And no one came to find me because they knew, number one, teachers were annoyed 
which she gets. It's their hard work too. It's like, oh, well, she's blown it now. She can't win now. I get it. Number two, my mom didn't come to find me or parent because they knew I didn't want to be found, if you know what I mean. I knew that the minute I saw them, I was going to have an emotional breakdown and I wouldn't be able to console myself and keep myself together, in quotation marks, for everybody else looking at me. But what about me? What about who was there for me? What about who was there to say to me, it's okay, it wasn't your fault, it was a mistake. You tripped. These things happen. It's just dancing. Who was there for me to tell me that? And that is something that really, really has impacted me in the future in that in that moment when I was 13. That sort of shaped me as a person then in that I didn't show emotion. I wouldn't let anybody help me. So to see, I think, my personal link to what happened to Roisin and then seeing everybody there for her instantly was just a really, really special moment. Roche and Kalanant, McLoon, O'Meara, you are fantastic and I love you all very much. My long-term one-to-one client, Ava, she's now a group coaching client. Ava O'Reilly, she couldn't dance at her regional qualifying event in November because of an injury. So it sort of left it to the All-Islands to be able to try to qualify for the World Championships. Now, Ava has qualified every year previous, so we were hoping, very hopeful. However, having that pressure added on to a big event like the All-Islands, where there's lots of things that are out of your control, like any fish, and the way she handled that was just amazing to see. And then to see her name called out right up there in a qualifying spot, Player than she even thought and hoped and prayed for as well was just really, really the best feeling ever. And her teachers thought it was the best she's ever danced, which is so good with that confidence now. Going into the World Championships in a couple of weeks, I just, that was a really, really special moment for me. And my final special moment of the week, my final favourite was, and I didn't actually get to see Shannon at all, but Shannon Dyer and Ella Barry are long-term Gold Club members. They are like the founding girls of the Gold Club. They were there. Shannon was there at the very, very start, which you might have seen recently on our little two-year anniversary of the Gold Club. But they are there. They're on all the classes. They get involved in the community, in the members club, chatting, sharing their before and afters. They really are such big characters in there. I love them both very much. And then they met for the first time, took photos together, and it was just so special. I wasn't there for that. And I got to see Ella Ella because she was there a couple of days later when I was. But that was a really like full circle moment for me in that like it really highlights again the importance of not only is the gold club there for helping you be better. Of course it is. But it's their community. Let's face it. My best friends right now as a 32 year old adult are the friends that I made through Irish dancing. So If we can form really deep, meaningful connections in the members club of an online community that's also helping me become a better dancer, how cool is that? It just made me feel really sort of happy, proud of the gold club and obviously delighted for the girls to finally meet each other and I can't wait. I know Ella's going to the Worlds to watch and I'm guessing Shannon will be too because she lives in Scotland. So I'm hoping that I get to see the two of them together then. There is your sort of overview of the All-Islands, my take. I hope you enjoyed it. If you do want to find out more about the World Sprint, get moving on that now. The faster you get in there, 
the more time you've got to use all of the things that are involved. You also get a dance assessment from me, a WhatsApp dance assessment. So you send over your heavy and light. I'll send you a voice note back telling you what classes to use so that you're really specifically working on what's going to help you before the world championships. So especially now where we're closer in, I can be really specific with, okay, if you want to get that left leg kick fire, you need to do this, this and this in the goal club and do it consistently. So if you want that, send us a little message if you want to find out more or I'll put the link in the show notes. The link for the Gold Club is also in the show notes if you are ever looking for that. Of course, thank you for listening. I'll be back soon. I've got a couple of special guests lined up over the next few weeks. So I'm excited for you to hear their stories. And thank you. If you do enjoy listening to these podcasts, please subscribe, comment, share, tell me your favorite things. Let's get this to as many Irish dancers as possible so that we can grow and help everybody that wants support in the Irish dance community. Lots of love, you guys. Thank you for listening and I will see you on the next podcast. Thank you for listening to Meg Talks. Don't forget to share your favourite parts of the episode and tag us on Instagram at movewithmeg with two Gs. And as a special treat, head to movewithmeg.co.uk forward slash Day Warm Up to access your free video. See you next time.